Welcome to the realm of heroes and monsters. Story time with your host, A.P. Fuchs. Stories of intrigue, stories of horror, stories of superheroics, stories of monsters. Get ready, the thrill ride begins. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending when you're listening to this. But welcome to the new episode of The Realm of Heroes and Monsters with your host, me, A.P. Fuchs. Glad to have you. Thanks for being here. So, let's jump right into it. I was thinking, what should I talk about in terms of the fandom part slash Heroes Monsters part of the podcast for this episode? And I thought, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about the MCU. Now, I'm going to talk about a particular aspect, because as we all know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, at this point in time, we're about 15 years since Iron Man uh, debuted, so they've had a, a lot of time and a lot of materials come out, and there's been, obviously we've all seen the, the majority of the films, if not all of them, so I'm not going to recap anything. What I want to look at is, <clears throat> what are they doing now, right now, in this particular phase? I think we're in phase five. Correct me if I'm wrong when you're listening to this, but I think we're in phase five, or maybe six even. Um, the point is, what's going on with the Marvel movies? I mean, and the TV shows. Um, my question is, what is the point under that's the keyword here? Point of the current offerings of the current movies of the current TV shows? I mean, like when the from the first part of this of the series, um, like starting with phase one. Phase one is basic, right? We're introduced to the characters and it culminated in Avengers. And that was the point of phase one, was bringing everybody together and then having a together movie. That was that was the issue. That was what they wanted to do. So that's good. And then, you know, phases two through four or whatever, that was like the Infinity Saga um, part. And there was a point to it. There was, we knew, okay, they're following the stones. They're trying to get them before Thanos gets them. So we know if Thanos gets them, we're going to have a big problem, and that sort of thing. And of course, the big problem happened, and we all know the rest of the story. And I'm not going to get into it, just in case you haven't seen it. So, we got we had our point. But this particular thing of the MCU that's going on right now, there's no plain, in-your-face, black and white, this is the point of what we're doing. This is the point of all the movies that are currently coming out. You know, and like we know... Um, based off announcements that have happened where we're headed like there's a couple other uh, Avengers movies coming uh, one of them is the Secret Wars thing happening um, that's happening and that's great but what's happening now is kind of vague but that being said um, Kevin Feige if I'm saying his last name correctly sorry Kevin if I'm I'm saying it wrong uh, the head honcho of, of Marvel movies, uh, for those who don't know, that's his name, Kevin Feige, he's the producer of all this stuff, he's probably richer than Bruce Wayne by now, and um, he basically said we're in the quote-unquote multiverse saga, that's the section of the MCU that we're in, and so, okay, I could buy that multiverse saga, now, it's it is, and the multiverse in the MCU has been displayed, started uh, quite early with the WandaVision uh, show, and then it got into the movies and whatnot, and it sort of expanded from there. So if that's where we're at, then to me, that's from a storytelling perspective, 
that tells me we're in a setup phase of the MCU, the multiverse phase. And they're doing this because <laughs> the thing with being a creator is funny. Like, you look at other creations, and sometimes you're amazed with awe and wonder, and other times you just see through the smoke and mirrors. And in the case of the multiverse saga, personally, I'm seeing through the smoke and mirrors. Um, I see what they're doing. I know what they're doing. What they're doing are two things. They're doing two things. One is for the audience's benefit, and the one is for their benefit. Now, what they're doing for the audience's side of things, the visual side, the side that we see as audience, is they're bringing um, other MCU characters into the fold via the multiverse uh, idea. Uh, you know, Deadpool being a good one, right? Deadpool <coughs> kind of was doing his own thing, and now when Deadpool 3 comes out, it's going to be part of the MCU. You know, um, that's an example. Uh, likewise, uh, when in the in the probably two or three years ish, roughly from now, there's going to be some X Men stuff. Um, again, they're bringing the X Men in, and I'm sure there's going to be a multiverse slight angle to it. I mean, they even did that in um, oh crap, what movie was it? Uh, where they had um, when the Reed Richards showed up from the Fantastic Four, right? Like it was all like multiverse style stuff. And so what Marvel is doing to, to the viewer is they're bringing in all these characters and saying, hey, look, remember this guy, remember that girl, remember so-and-so? And they're bringing them all in, and we as fans are going, yeah, they're making appearances. And then, but seeing through all that, what's happening behind the scenes, is this is what they're doing, is the licenses for these characters with other studios are expiring. So they're getting characters back under their wing on, on a legal standpoint. And so that's what they're doing is they're taking these legal uh, allowances now and applying it to storytelling. I mean, even for Spider-Man uh, to be part of the MCU now, previously when he first showed up in Captain America Civil War, uh, he was still under license, like the Spider-Man character was still under license with Sony. So there's all sorts of negotiations and, and deals and cuts of money and this sort of stuff that had to go down in order for Spider-Man to make his appearance. But now that Spider-Man is back under the, um, the MCU's uh, like legal authority, that's how we got like Homecoming. Like that, the, the name of Spider-Man Homecoming was literally like telling the viewers, this isn't just a Spider-Man movie. Like it's literally a welcome home. It was a welcome home, legally speaking. <laughs> to the MCU. He was saying, we got you back. We got the rights back. Now we can merchandise and do all sorts of stuff. So anyway, that's kind of what's going on with the MCU. So for those of you who are listening, who are kind of wondering what's going on with the MCU, what's the point of all this stuff? That's my best guess is there, the multiverse saga is about bringing everybody in, laying the groundwork, using that, for having all these characters there, and then from that point, that baseline, that foundation, then they could jump up and jump off and do whatever they want with these characters. And they could create all sorts of franchises and merchandise and whatever else they want to do. Um, my only caution from a storytelling perspective is one, when all these characters are together, there needs to be a point as to their 
as things go on, you know, in terms of what their goals are and what they're trying to accomplish, the guy is the characters, where they're headed for the ultimate culmination of whatever crossover movie they're going to do. And then two, the other caution is, I mean, they're getting a plethora of characters back under their wing. So they have to be careful to not dump them all on the viewer or the audience at one time, you know, or over the course of a short time. They, they can't do it because already it's fairly saturated, Marvel-wise. So they got to be careful that way. Which then now leads me back into the creative side of things. Um, we're neck deep writing uh, the new stuff for the Axeman saga. Um, what's interesting about these books is it's a three-parter, and this is where it ties into what I was talking about with the MCU in terms of saturation. I haven't decided if I'm going to... They're all going to be written first and then go through the production process so that for sure, no matter what, you, dear reader, will have all three books guaranteed to be uh, in your possession when they come out. But I haven't decided if I'm going to release them all three in one shot, just like one day, here you go, bam, three books, take a choice. Or two, if I'm going to stagger it, I'll do like, you know, one one week, and then a couple weeks later do another one, and then a couple weeks later do another one, and then it's done. So we'll wait and see what that what's happening with that. Uh, the story um, that I'm writing is, again, it's called The Battle of Power Trilogy. It, that's just the name of the little mini-arc that wraps up this whole arc that we've been leading up to this entire time. And um, I know like the gist of each book uh, in terms of the thick plot part of it. That's developing on its own. I'm a pantser. Um, for those who don't know what that term means, that means that I write by the seat of my pants, meaning I don't outline. I basically have an idea, and then I run with it. And then the plot and the theme and all the rest that makes up a book uh, comes out of just simply having that gist to get started. So that's how these books are being written. I have the gist of each one in my head, and the main event uh, for each one, the climax, so to speak, of each one uh, in my head. And then it's an issue of just simply writing down the story to lead up to that particular point um, in the story, the, the main thing that, that I want to have occur. Because that's the whole point of this Battle of Power trilogy is there's a point to each book. It's going to be a novel, novella, novel. So like as per the Axiom Man sort of format, you get like your feature movie, then you get sort of like your half hour episode, and then you get your feature movie again. So that's the, w the way it's going to come out. Um, so the first one, I'm going to reveal the title to you on this podcast. It's called Axiom Man, The Summoning. And I'll let you extrapolate from that, let your mind wander and imagine what that might mean. But as we're uh, progressing here, let's move on and let's get into story time. Because that's why we're here. Let's talk about something a little heavy. Episode 20, Heavy, Mike gave Steve the old one too, the guy had it coming after what he pulled, blindsiding him at the poker table last week cost Steve everything, house, car, life savings, it was supposed to be the bet to end all bets, early retirement, but Steve cheated, card up his sleeve or a fixed deck or something, quick, 
hooked to the kidneys. Mike's knuckles sang on impact and he knew he got him good. Fast shot to the neck to cut off his breathing. A couple well-placed straight punches to the ribs ensured Steve would be winded and would either go down or just stand there and take it the whole time. Mike clocked his arm across the jaw, right, then left. He came around from behind and struck Steve in the back of the head. He dipped low and hoped an uppercut would finish him off. But Steve didn't go down. Just stood there, swaying. Mike went in with another one-two, jerking Steve back. Then again to the kidneys and rib cage. Right, right, left, left, straight. A couple jabs and another blast to Steve's face. Mike ended it with another hook to the side of Steve's head, sending him rattling. Standing there, panting, catching his breath, Mike slipped off the bag gloves and stepped past the masking tape on a heavy bag. On it, in red writing, it said, Steve. The guy wouldn't know what hit him. Thanks for sticking around till after the show. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, this story this week was a short one, but that's how it goes sometimes with uh, flash fiction. Anyway, again, thank you for sticking around. Um, there's ways that you can help uh, support the podcast. One is simply by subscribing to it. It'd be greatly appreciated. The second one is uh, I have a new Patreon page. Uh, it launched a little while ago. It's patreon.com slash apfooks. And in it, you get all sorts of patron-exclusive things like patron-exclusive videos, artwork, uh, serial books, behind-the-scenes stuff, essays, everything. It's all there, plus regular content that I share with everybody. So you got your patron stuff, and you got your regular stuff. And you get everything, because you're a patron, and I'm thankful to have you there. So please, join me on the inside, patreon.com slash apfooks. But again, thank you for the show, for watching the show and hearing the show. I appreciate it, and I just wish you all the best this week. And we'll tune in next time for another episode and a longer story. See you next time.